Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live, where we find tomorrow's hot new music and artists. We scour the clubs and recording studios and even the house parties to keep you on the bleeding edge of music today. And today, we're bleeding a lot, right? Jessica Dawn drops in with her new chart-topping electronica song, Polaris Rose. Polaris Rose gives us a sneak peek at the album they are releasing next week, and you will get it here first. And off the Taylor Swift tour, Brandon Stansell debuts his first solo album. Oh, and by the way, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here on Music Friday Live, and you can call in and talk to our guests at 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Meanwhile, meanwhile, here is Jessica Dawn. She's calling in from Canada. Hi, Jessica. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and welcome to Music Friday Live. Now, you've got a new song Thank out. You. you want to tell us about it? I do. Uh, it's called Fall For You. It is a trance track with Suspect 44 and Soar, and it's been doing great so far. It's gone on the um, top trance charts as number five, I think, at its peak, so it's doing really wow. well. Wow. And, yeah. and where can people get it? Uh, you can get it on Beatport, um, Spotify. You can stream it on there, iTunes. Um, if you are looking for it, you probably we have to leave my name out. It's not in the title, but just search for Suspect 44 and Soar, Fall for You, and you'll get a whole bunch of hits. Yeah, I noticed that when I downloaded it that, that um, you, you didn't put your name on it. Is, are, are you just shy? No, it's politics. <laughs> they wanted to have it look neater for everything, so there was already two artists a part of it all, so I kind of took the back seat on that one. But, um, yeah, you can hear my voice in there from start to finish. My goodness, politics and music. Who would have thought that was possible? And in, <laughs> in any case, I, you're, you're working on an album, aren't you? Um, slowly but surely. Um, I just actually started started it within the past couple of months, um, so it will be a while. Um, but I do have a show, um, Human Nature, that I just got onto iTunes, um, so that can be checked out as well if you're into chill out music. Okay, when you when you say a, sh- uh, a show, I mean you're you're hosting a podcast on um, iTunes. Yes, that's right. And, and hopefully and you... it'll be on the radio. I'm just searching for some stations right now. Okay, all right. Well, when it when it yeah. does, let us know because we would love to uh, to listen to it ourselves. We need a little chilling out around here mm-hmm. in the studio once every now and then. Usually, right <laughs> before the show when things get very tense, and also Makes when sense. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when you get close to that album, also let us know. We, we'd love to have you back on the air, and and uh, actually, I think we should just have you back on the air. Anyway, maybe in a in a month or so for a longer conversation okay. because uh, you've got a lot of good stories to tell. I've I've looked into your background and you've been a lot of interesting places and done a lot of interesting things. But uh, yes. in the meantime, thank you so much for calling in from. Uh, I guess you're in Vancouver Gee. now, aren't you? I am, and it's bright, beautiful, and sunny today. Thank goodness, no rain. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for taking the time. Now, once more, just remind everybody what the name is of the song is and where they can find it. Uh, you can listen to Fall For You by Suspect 44 and Soar on Spotify, iTunes, Beatport, YouTube, or you can search it out on SoundCloud as well. Okay, well, thank you very much. We're, we'll have you back on the air again. We have to take a break now and welcome in our affiliates. But when we come back, Brandon Stansell and his debut album, Dear John, don't go away. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation. USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyber Station USA, always on the go. 
And we're back. This is your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and I want to uh, say hello to um, all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. Now, don't forget, you can call us and talk to our guests, 347-215-7511. Or, you know, if you're at work and you can't make those kinds of phone calls, what you can do is you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I know that a lot of you, probably half of you, are listening to us on podcast. So email us anyway. We'll forward the emails on to our guests. And... If you're listening to us in the UK, I think tomorrow, not today, tomorrow, but it's almost tomorrow anyway, uh, tomorrow you'll be able to hear us on the Artistic Echoes show. So uh, check that out. That's Artistic Echoes in, uh, in London. Well, before we meet our new guests, uh, I do want to remind everybody, especially the musicians and the fans out there, that Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts. And World Arts is the global music platform that connects artists with fans, bands, and industry pros. World Arts offers bands live performances, video shoots, recording sessions, and a master songwriting series of classes. Fans can also get new music, they can see intimate shows, and they can meet their favorite artists. And I was actually at one of their intimate shows uh, recently. They do two or three shows a week on Periscope. So if you're a band or you're a fan or you're a member in the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. And you can sign up. It's free. Sign up at worldarts.com. We're there, and you should be too. Well, it's not unusual for an artist to bear his or her, her soul after a breakup. But it is unusual for that catharsis to take place in almost real time. And it's doubly unusable for it to chronicle the full trajectory of the relationship, the good and the pain, in, you know, instead of just getting over and getting even like a lot of uh, musicians do. Well, for a country singer to do it with a deep sense of the lyrics that describe his most vulnerable self is almost unheard of which is why Brandon Stansell makes a stop and listen, and then listen again. He's on, he was on stage at the Grand Ole Opry at the age of six. <laughs> touring with, he's been touring with Taylor Swift. He toured with Taylor Swift as a dancer. He's been writing and recording with some of Nashville's best. Stansell has seen the pop and country worlds like few people have, and he has turned to songwriting and distilled all that experience, the experience of that life in music into words that are heavy with meaning and fragrant with feeling. And here he is to tell us all about it. Brandon Stansell, welcome to Music Friday Live. Well, hi, and thank you for having me. What a, what a nice introduction. I appreciate that. Well, you deserve it, you know, and we like to let our, our listeners know who all about who, who we're talking to. Well, Brandon, speaking of talking, we have a lot of things to talk about, but I want to make sure that we do the album justice. Now, when you say you wrote this in almost real time, what does that mean? Is this sort of like a diary of the rise and fall of love? Well, um, you know, it started out as kind of this uh, cheap therapy project for me. <laughs> I uh, I had a... Um, I had a, a want to to write a record for a long time, and my my biggest issue was that I really never felt like I had um, any content. And then finally, I had something to write about. So um, I, uh, you know, started writing this project um, immediately after a after a breakup, and then um, it just kind of happened that um, you know, as as I was feeling certain things, um, you know, songs would come out. So. It really does. After the you know the project was complete, um, you know we you look back and it was uh, really this journey through uh, you know looking at the relationship you know in a very nostalgic way, um, and then you know writing about heartbreak and then ambivalence and um, you know anger and then you know lo- you know missing missing the person and, and kind of remembering and then all the way to you know to actually letting go. So it. It feels very conceptual in that fact or in that you know in that vein. Um, so, but yeah, it was all it was all written as I, as I kind of felt through those things. Um, so it kind of um, is a chronology through the actual uh, you know events and feelings that that you know I was going through at the time. Yeah. Well, I want to play the the title song first to give our listeners a taste of your talent. Here is Dear John. Sure. It's too late now to just 
That is uh, that is quite a uh, piece of music. Now I understand that you wrote that with two young Nashville-based writers, Parker Welling and Haley Steele. Now, how did that work? You and two women, and they're both experienced songwriters. Was it an easy flow, or were there kind of lots of repeat visits to the songwriting room? Oh <laughs> no, it was a it was a, a quick one-hour session um, actually. So I I kind of walked in. Uh, and I had the first verse written to uh, to the actually to the melody of a, of another song, and like I, this is kind of the vein that I I want to go in, and and this is kind of what I want the song to say. Um, but uh, Parker and Haley and I all went to school together, um, you know, and they're they're much more seasoned writers than I, uh, you know, than I was at the time. So it was really easy to uh, to walk in uh, to the session and kind of explain to them. You know the song that I that I, you know, had in mind and that I wanted to you know to write um, and feel very comfortable at the same time about kind of um, you know opening up to them because we knew each other um, so well. Um, so it was a it was an easy session. They're unbelievably talented women um, uh, in their own respects, and it uh, it just kind of naturally flowed out. I think that when you have um, something to say, it's it's. Uh, it's uh, the contents there. It's just about um, you know how you say it in the in the best possible way. So, um, so it was so, a it was a great and easy you know easy experience. Did they, did they uh, because you've been to went to school with them? Did they know about the totality of the relationship and, and help you <laughs> dig it dig into your feelings? They did. Uh, so um, you know we were uh, we all kind of went to school together. So they kind of knew the the ins and outs of everything that had been going on. Um, so they were, they were very, uh, you know, sympathetic. And um, I think they, they kind of felt the song right along with me, which, you know, made the process even, um, even more, you know, special to me. So uh, uh, a lot yeah, easier. Yeah. A lot. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we played the last song on the album, let's go back to the beginning. Here is just getting started. Young and cool without our hair Yours was messy, mine was parted We were just getting started Spent a week in Myrtle Beach Going crazy in the summer heat I watched you singing in the park We fell in love under the stars And we were just getting started I, I love it that you 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 kick off this this very emotional album with high tempo energy. Uh, I mean, you just yeah. get us started. I, I can almost see the two of you in a country bar, sort of kicking up your heels, line dancing. So, where were you when you actually <laughs> wrote that song? Uh, oh, I was in Nashville when I wrote that song, um, and uh, it wasn't quite a country bar setting, <laughs> but um, we were. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I when I when I when we wrote that song, it was um, you know it was very easy for me to you know go back to a time that you know when the relationship was new and exciting and um, you know and 
we were and you know in love so i i think that it lends itself well to something that sounds happy and you know that is upbeat and um you know has that drive to it and it's it's i love the song because you don't really know that it's not a happy song until it's not a happy song anymore and it kind of takes that turn in the bridge yeah, um, right. <laughs> i think it i think it stops people pretty abruptly and they're like oh this is a sad song <laughs> right it nicely um, does but I think Nicely it sets done. up the rest of I appreciate that. It, Thank it you. Does. But I think it it sets sets up the record for, you know, what it's actually about. We're talking with uh, Brandon Stansell about his new album, Dear John, and you can talk to him, too. You can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we are getting some emails. But before I get deluged with email and phone calls, I'm going to ask the question I know everybody's dying to ask. What was it like touring with Taylor Swift? What kind of a leader is she, and what kind of a scene surrounds her on the road? Well, so I toured with her in 2009 and 2010. Uh, I was on, I was a dancer on the Fearless Tour, which was headlining tour. So it was kind of a, it was definitely a, a new experience for me, but it was fun because it was also a brand new experience for her. So it was kind of like we were all journeying this thing together. Um, I toured with her for, you know, about two years. And uh, she's wonderful. Uh, she is, uh, you know, an amazing writer herself, of course. She's uh uh, a great uh, performer and just uh, an all-around sweet, good person. So um, it was, it was a, uh, it was a wonderful experience, you know, being on the road with her and, um, uh, you know, really special to look back at too now, um, just knowing that, uh, you know, we kind of got to be there on that, you know, that, that first, um, you know, that first tour. Uh, it's just really kind of fun to look back on now. Um, Are you still? Yeah, friends? all around. Uh, you know, I don't talk to her too much anymore. She's a busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Well, uh, she, she's got some irons in the fire. Yeah, uh, well, uh, we've got, we got some emails yeah. here for you. Um, Ronald in L.A. wants to know if you learned your songwriting in Nashville, and uh, is that different than songwriting in L.A.? Um, you know, I, I actually don't uh, do not do a whole lot of writing here in L.A., um, uh, the the number I can count the number of people I know that like country music here on one hand. <laughs> so uh, typically when I'm ready to write, I I head back to Nashville. Um, also, it's where I uh, kind of you know I I know more people there to um, that uh, that I write well with. So um, when I'm when I'm working on a project or you know ready to actually put something down, I I I head back home. Uh, well, we did. Get, we are getting those emails, so here's one of them. This is um, Valora in um, New York City, and Valora wants to know, is Taylor Swift the same person in real life as she is on the media and on the stage? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always known her to be, uh, you know, exactly how she portrays herself, and that is just a, a good, kind-hearted, sweet person um, with just an unbelievable talent. So, um, you know, like I said, we were, we were together for a couple of years and, um, you know, she, she was just always a, um, you know, a, a, a really great person to work for and, and, you know, someone that I enjoyed, you know, spending time with and getting the opportunity to be around. So, um, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that, that, that's, that's good to hear. That's very good to hear. Uh, I want to play, uh, some more music, uh, from the album, but, um, I wanted to to ask um, a couple of questions. Uh, one, of course, is 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 being gay difficult in the uh, the country western community, particularly in Nashville? Um, well, you know, I uh, I'm not the first person to kind of venture down this road. You know, there have been uh, quite a few people before me that you know are gay and that sing country music. Um, you know, my my good friend Ty Herndon is one of those people, um, and uh, I. I think that um, it is um, not necessarily the easiest thing, but, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, if you can't help, you know, being, uh, you know, who you are. And I think that if you live life in a very, um, you know, genuine way, then um, it is, you know, it is as easy as... Um, as you make it. So 
you know, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure that uh um <laughs> you know, everyone will react positively to uh, to my music or even me, but um, that's not really something that I, I worry too much about. Well, uh, apparently a lot of people do because this album has a star-studded cast. There's a lot of national notables <laughs> on it. So how did you convince all of those people to come on board for a debut project, or, or is it really debut given your history of singing since you were six years old? Yeah, no, I, the the team surrounding this thing is... is uh, incredible um so um bobby blazer and chris rodriguez produced the record um they are uh seasoned nashville uh instrumentalists and music uh, and uh producers um i got hooked up with them through a friend uh in nashville and they were they were really excited to you know to jump on board and and um kind of take hold of the project and um i was really grateful for that um and then uh you know, they, they kind of work hand-in-hand hand with a lot of Nashville-based musicians, so I was just lucky that they had some really talented friends. <laughs> but, uh, well, per- my, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you do, and, and they make it uh, make this album uh, what it is. Now, I want to play some more of this album. I said in the introduction that your lyrics deserve a second listen, um, and th- this particular song is one that uh, I think really deserves a second listen to the lyrics. Let's do it. great lines in, in that song that I, I can't go through all of them, obviously, but one of them really hit me is that I wish I could turn back time to a time when you were mine. I'd just be a stranger. Now, that made me think. We've all had that feeling after uh, a breakup with our former love, and because our former love is sort of everywhere around us. They've been part of our lives. They linger. But the idea that if you went back in time, you'd still be a stranger, that's kind of insightful. How did that idea come to you? Uh, well, you know, I, I think that you're, you're right. And that's the, that's the whole point of the song. It's, it's despite your best effort to try to forget someone, they pervade every, you know, aspect of your life because you're just so used to having them around. Um, and, uh, it, the whole idea of the song was that, um, you know, this process would be so much easier if I could just forget that you exist, um, and, uh, make you someone, uh, as of little importance as, you know, as a stranger walking down the street. So um, that's kind of where the idea for the song, you know, came from. Okay. Oh, we just got an email in that I <laughs> I, I knew I was going to get one of these. This is from Philippe in Los Angeles. And Philippe says, um, L.A. does have a, a, a country music uh, scene. Um, the Academy of Country Music is here. I didn't know that. Um and you should uh you should you should check us out there's there's more than five people involved so you should <laughs> all right i didn't well, then I have to look that up i i guess i i just know the uh i just have five people i know so i guess i, I need to do some more scouting around here <laughs> yeah but i'm going to have to look up the academy of country music i, w- I wouldn't think it'd be in la i would have to, uh, unless it's you know the buck owens country music from uh the the bakersfield sound interesting um well, I got another one I want to play, and this is my favorite song on the album. And uh, this is actually a song about a point in which you realize that the relationship was coming apart. This is I Can't Do This Anymore. Through blurry eyes and waiting for your name to. 
brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. And I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. We're back here at Music Friday Live. Well, before we go to our guest, I, I want to give you a little bit of information about our, our wonderful sponsor. We do have a wonderful sponsor, Solar Power is our sponsor. And actually, you should know this. Solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people out there are reluctant to take the plunge into solar, you know, because of the upfront cost. Well, Solar City allows you to go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out. They'll install a solar system on your home for free, and you only pay for the power you use, you know, just like you do from the utility company, but you use less of it because the sun is making some of it for you, okay, as much as half. Solar City pays for the system. It insures the system. It maintains the system. All you have to do is sit back and enjoy those savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but it hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out about this? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew that. I always do. 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And when you call, tell them I sent you, Patrick sent you, Music Friday Live sent you. They'll give you a discount. That's right. You get a discount on your first order. So that's 909-618-6937. Well, Peter Anthony and Madeline Lelise, who are the duo known as Polaris Rose, are the power couple of the L.A. rock scene. When they go on stage, they quiet the room, and then they rock the house. Their recordings are right up there with their live shows, melodious, precise, emotional, complex, elegant, and just a great trip. Uh, Madeline's bass and Peter's uh, guitar work are a perfect match, as are their vocal harmonies, and together they personify the word awesome. Well, they're getting better, better than awesome. They worked out the kinks on their last album, Telescopes, which kind of solidified them as the uh, alt-rock creative force here in Los Angeles. And next week, they are going to be releasing a new album, Ocean Blue and Velvet Skies. And judging by the single I've heard from that album, The Lonely Road and the video Tiger Bait, this one should light up the charts. And they're both with us to light up the show. Hi there. Hey there, Patrick. Patrick, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> one, at, one at a time, okay? <laughs> it, it's hard to harmonize on the phone. All right, well, Telescopes was a great album. I mean, you really honed your chops on it. So what are we going to hear on Ocean Blue and Velvet Skies that's new and better? Go ahead, Maddie. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so for for me, Ocean Blue Velvet Skies kind of solidified our sound a little bit more. Um, it's a little more dynamic on the record, and that meant a lot to us as artists. I I think that uh, Telescopes was great, um, but I I have a soft spot for Ocean Blue Velvet Skies. It's a little more dynamic. Peter and I were going through a lot, and it's a little more emotional, and it just it felt right <laughs> for the most part. Okay, you want to add anything to that, Peter? Uh, no, I, that's, that's great. Okay, well, since uh, we've now talked about it, let's listen to it. This is uh, one of the cuts from it, The Lonely Road.
I would recognize that song anywhere as a Polaris Rose song. Maddie, your urgent, plaintive voice, the harmony you put in there, the, the, the cinematic lyrics. But, but there's something different. I can't quite put my finger on it, but you've added a kind of a dimension. So, so what am I hearing that, that's broader and new when compared to telescopes? Um, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say. We didn't really try to tackle a song like Lonely Road on that record. Lonely Road, you know, has those sort of the big tom drums and the big wide open chords. It's very, I think it's a very big sound. And a lot of that has to do with, um, with our previous records. Uh, we were kind of running all the production and mixing ourselves, so we decided for this record to reach out to a friend of ours, uh, John Spiker, and have him mix the record for us. And I think he really managed to bring that bigger sound of this record. Hmm. He, he did. I mean, it, it's really marvelous. I mean, your songs always seem like you live in another universe, a, a universe with <laughs> seas and planets and strange tales. But since I know right. you, I know your, your lives, your, your lives have a lot of hard work in it. <laughs> that you're, yeah. the two of you are very disciplined about your craft. So where do all these swirling dream songs come from? If you got your nose to the grindstone so much. Well, you know, um, when we first started Polaris Rose, um, I guess like two two years now, it was part of the original idea was that we were going to have these sort of, you know, I think you said it well, like a cinematic sort of uh, descriptions of various things like stars and planets and ocean and space. And, uh, we we do that obviously purposely, and some people make fun of us for it, which is fine because it's cute, but. Um, you know, that's been part of the, the idea the whole time. And as, as we go along, we try to evolve the metaphors as we go. Uh, so that's, that's just kind of been the original vision of the band, and we've held true to that. Well, as I said, this album has moved you deeper into and beyond um, the harmonies and the vistas of, of the Telescope's album. Now, there are a couple of songs here that stopped me on in my tracks, and... Uh, made me say, wow, so that's Polaris Rose now. And, and, and one of those songs, uh, well, let, let, let's just listen to it. This is, this is the one that really stopped me. This is Soda Jerk. Let's see what most American women prefer. I love that song. That is so cool, and it it's it's definitely Polaris Rose, but it's like nothing I, of yours I've ever heard before. Where did that come from? Oh, <laughs> it came from a lot of things, um, but mainly um, to the experiences that we were going through at the time when we were writing this album. Um, especially living in Los Angeles and having the stereotypical, you know, the constant uh, view on image and fashion and how you have to look and all these stipulations. And then you can take that to an even bigger scale and talk about the way we're, we're viewing women, the way that women are getting, uh, not just women, I shouldn't just say women, because men are definitely dealing with the same kind of issues. Um, but you have to be skinny, you have to look this way, you have to talk this way, you have to dress this way. And um, it, that's kind of where it hatched from. Uh, Peter, did you There's have anything a, else you wanted to add to that? Well, you know, we that that song was really inspired by a documentary uh, called The Century of the Self, which is um, it's, it's just out there on YouTube. Um, it's an old, I think it's a BBC documentary, and it's about... Um, 
back in the early, I want to say 20s or 30s, when Freudian psychology was first used in advertising. And we live in the era of just total native advertising uh, everywhere you go. And uh, that was sort of what the song was about, was about that sense of um, everything about yourself being a lie because every, the world around you is essentially a lie, all smoke and mirrors. And like Maddie said, living in Los Angeles, you know, you you get to peek behind the curtain a lot. And that's, that's sort of where that comes from. I, I think this is the first time uh, in five years of doing this show that somebody has, uh, a musician has referred to Freudian analysis. <laughs> but, of course, it would be you, naturally. Uh, we're talking with Peter Anthony and Madeline Elise, known together as Polaris Rose. You can talk to them, too, 347-215-7511. You can email us. A couple of you already have. You can email us at musicfridaylive.com gmail.com. Now, I have called the two the two of you the power couple of the L.A. rock scene, but in reality, um, I think your music has national appeal. D- do you do you have plans to expand your audience? I know you've got a performance coming up in Hollywood on the 26th, but what about regionally or nationally? I think the music is there. Is, is the tour there? Well, Hopefully you know, that's, that's a good we'll question. <laughs> Uh, one at a time. It's, okay. it's, it's funny for for an, for uh, an indie act like ourselves. You know, obviously going on tour is a big expense, and the last thing we want is to invest you know thousands of dollars into traveling around the country and playing for rooms full of like fifteen, sixteen people. You know, those yeah. those folks can always become real you know real fans um, and and be really vocal about their support. But we have to be smart about our money, especially if we want to keep releasing records frequently, which is sort of our, our major game plan. Uh, you guys should, should look into Road Nation. You know RoadNation.com? No, I don't know. You should check it out. And my audience uh, has heard about it because we've had the Road Nation people on here. It's a um, crowdsourcing site, nonprofit crowdsourcing site that allows you to list the cities you want to go to and how much money it's going to take to get you there. And then people in those cities pull all their friends together, and they put up the money in advance, so you know you're going. You know you have an audience when you get there, and you're paid in advance. You should you should oh. check it out. Yeah, it, it's a way to uh, it's it's a booking process for medium and smaller venues, and sometimes you know backyards and houses too. It doesn't matter if as long as the money's there. Yeah, that that avoids you know the the big booking agency in the sky that we all have to deal with. So take a look at that. Uh, we, in fact, we we have an email here. We have an email here from um, uh, Rinaldi in Seattle, and he says, have you guys ever played up here? You should. Your music would go over really well. You're better than a lot of the Portland people we get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's not, let's ignore the Portland uh, part of that. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> And, and get up there to Seattle, okay? Yeah, we'll be we'll be there before too long. Okay. Well, speaking of power couples, what's it like to work together as a couple? Does it strengthen you, or does it test the relationship, or does it do both at the same time? <laughs> uh, that is a great question. Um, it's uh, it, it it's does challenging. Both. It does both. <laughs> Maddie, you were you want to expand on that? Um, it, it definitely does both. Uh, we have the ability to work together constantly, which is why we're able to put out so much material, which is a great thing. But th- there are times when it's definitely challenging, and uh, it, it's it, what it does is it strengthens it strengthens our relationship and our friendship to to a level that's untouchable is ultimately what it does. So it's a good thing. Do you two uh, teach each other and stretch each other musically? Yes, always. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, M- Maddie, uh, I, you've developed kind of a signature technique on the bass, and uh, although I understand you're relatively new to the bass, do you play any other instruments uh, besides the bass and your voice? Um, I play guitar and piano. Aha. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I've been. Pl- I actually started on piano when I was really, really little, and then moved to guitar in my teens, and just recently picked a bass like three years ago now. 
I, I, and I love what you do with it too. It, uh, like well, I say, it, it, it's it's one of the signatures I can always hear and say, oh, okay, I know who's playing that bass. That's a uh, the Polaris <laughs> Rose song. Well, speaking of Polaris Rose song, here is another this is from the music video. I, video that that goes with with that song it kind of reminds me of my childhood or somebody's childhood not, not yours um uh our, for our audience who hasn't seen it first of all you should see it you should uh where do they where, where can they find it on youtube and on your website yeah yeah just okay. search for polaris Rose. okay well our audience members who haven't seen it and uh, don't want to go there right now. Uh, it centers on a happy young couple, late teens, early 20s, and they're in look, what looks like the early 50s, scampering through a life background of amusement parks and corporate predictions of a wonderful future full of products. Is, is that about right? Yes. And, and exactly so, right. so the question there they're, is... Um, go ahead. Well, the, the, the footage is of yeah, a young couple on a date at the Seattle World's Fair back in the 50s, mm. with that mm. sort of shameless 50 sense of optimism. Well, so who's the tiger and what's the bait? <laughs> that was just kind of a play on words. Um, we were talking in that song about, very similarly to Soda Jerk, about clickbait, like that. I don't know, um, when I when I came up with the initial idea for the song, that just name just sort of popped into my head. And it was cool. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there any relationship between that couple and your image of yourselves? Uh, I wouldn't think so, no. I think of them as an external um, Okay. All for right. us, that video that video sort of tackled a lot of similar subjects to Soda Jerk. It, it, it's a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, we've got some uh, more emails here. Uh, uh, Bubba. 24 in Austin says, you know, one way to travel is to get somebody to sponsor you at a showcase in South by Southwest. There's lots of them here. Have you guys ever been to South by? This is our first year of not going to South by. It was, I'm, it's going on right now, and it's killing us that we're not there. Yeah, um, we love South by. Blast. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I, I got a, a couple of Instagram pictures of friends of mine being hugged by Michelle Obama. And from oh, South by. Oh, that's right. I forgot right. about Obama's there, right? That's right. Yeah, over on the technology side. So South by has become mm-hmm. such a huge thing now. It's just really uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, um, as I said, yeah, as, we'll be there next said, year. Yeah. Okay. As I uh, said before, you have a show coming up, and actually, this is a uh, album release show, and it's at the Hotel Cafe. That's uh, yes. next Saturday. Uh, is that correct? Yes, yes absolutely. It it's going to be a great show, too. Okay, so if to all my audience who are in Southern California, you've heard me say this before, Hotel Cafe is in Hollywood. It's on Coenga between Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard. It's a great place. It's a good, very, very good venue, good stage, good sound, and uh I would definitely plan on next Saturday night at the Hotel Cafe because you get to go to a CD release party, which means you get to meet this wonder, the power couple of the L.A. rock scene. It's going to be lots of fun, and I'm sure it's going to be crowded, too. So buy your tickets in advance. That's uh, Hotel Cafe. And no doubt you guys are going to be playing songs from the new album and some of the old favorites, too. Is that right? Yes, yes. it is. Right. Okay. 
And about what time do you go on stage? Uh, I believe, it, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're talking with uh, Peter Anthony and Madeline Louise, known together as Polaris Rose, and you can talk to them too, or you can email them, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Margie in Boston wants to know, why did, did Maddie switch from the guitar to the bass? That seems like an odd way to go. Um, I switched over because we needed a bass player. <laughs> it's pretty pretty simple. <laughs> okay, well, I I think it's and maybe just because I don't play, but uh, it, is it an easy transition to make? Yeah, it's easy in the sense of technique. It's easy. Um, basically, the fretboard's the same on guitar and bass, but it's it's a different kind of instrument to play. Um, it's uh, at least for me. I was thinking about uh, the guitar as more of um, I don't want to say melodic, but like more of a melody-driven instrument because I play classical guitar, and then bass is so rhythm-based that it's just a different mindset in playing. And it's keep your strings too. You see, I'll definitely thicker strings. My hands hurt <laughs> for the first <laughs> couple of years that I played. <laughs> Um, is the neck wider on a bass than it is on your classical guitar? Um, yeah, I would. I would say wider. I would say thicker. Um, uh-huh. it, I mean, it's a little wider, but definitely like there's more depth on it. Okay, I, I was talking to a, um, a, a female bass player a couple of days ago at a show, and um, she she said that. She had problems finding a bass with a short enough neck that uh, that didn't sort of stretch her arm out. Uh, I haven't noticed. I didn't notice that you looked like you were stretching. Did you? You have, is that a custom bass, or did you just find one with a comfortable neck on it? My bass is actually my dad's bass. It's a 1956 Thunder Jazz bass that I play. Oh. Um, I but I've never had issues playing other basses though. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what her problem is, is really. Um, that's interesting. I wonder okay. I wonder what kind of bass she was playing. So your your dad was a musician? Yeah, my dad was a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that where you got it from? You started at an early age? Yeah, absolutely, actually. He started uh, me and my sister playing music at a very early age. Well, I'm glad you did. Um, and speaking of playing, um, we have another song from the album coming up uh, that I want to give our, our listeners a uh, a little preview of. Um, and and, and uh, to our listeners, we're just going to give you a little preview. You should go to the, the album release show and also get the album, too. So that's why we're giving you a little preview. But th- this is uh, one that... Another one that made me think a lot. This is called The Great Western Highway. Hi there. Yeah. Sounds like somebody 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 went by in a, a loud car. 
the uh, the lyrics. There's a number of things about that that song that really hit me. Uh, first of all, the, the lyrics in it. You've got some really poetic lines, and like I I say, poetry's not dead. It's now called lyrics, and you definitely do that. Uh, but the harmony there, the harmony seems like it's on a slightly deeper register than other songs. Am I am I hearing things, or is that is that the case? I would I say it's a little low for Maddie. Yeah, for sure. The, you both talked at once, and we didn't we didn't hear either one of you. Maddie, it, the song is definitely a lot lower for for us. Um, it's I think it's because Peter's taking lead. And his voice, um, it, the song is written in a lower register. So absolutely, you're definitely hearing a lower harmony. And, and that that has kind of a, a, a different emotional impact too. Um, and I'm sure you intended that. Uh, there's, uh, uh, like I say, the lyrics in that are, are are striking. One of them is, "She's a heartache waiting to happen." I, I hope. I hope uh, you didn't you didn't know that person. There's uh, whistling going on in the background there. Yeah, sorry about that, Patrick. Hold on, give okay. me one second. Okay. Um, the, the line that she's I a heartache think, waiting to happen. I hope you didn't know that person, or maybe you did. <laughs> it this, this song was definitely a reflection on um, what was going on in our lives when we were uh, when we were writing it. So okay. it's, it, it was it was a little more personal. <laughs> well, like like most musicians, you mine your own lives for your your uh, your material, uh, and uh, I'm 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 not happy that there was a heartache waiting to happen, but apparently it didn't, and it has uh, led to a wonderful wonderful song. The, the whole album is is um, I think is a major step forward to you. So. Thank you for bringing it to us. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we're out of time. So I'm going to have to say thank you very much for spending the time with us today. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you so much for having us on. Now, the new album uh, drops next week. It'll be available on Friday. And and where should people go to get it? You can go to iTunes to get it, or you can come to our CD release, and we'll be handing out the CDs for free at the CD release. Um, so we would love to see everyone there. Okay. All right. Well, if you're in Southern California, you should be at the Hotel Cafe next Saturday night, March 26th, for the release party. You can meet the power couple. You can get a copy of the CD, and you're going to hear some great music. And if you're not in Southern California, you should go to iTunes and get a copy anyway, and you should also check out their website, www. Polaris.com. They are definitely a group to, to, to follow. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get a real-time update on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who has her own radio show now. You should check her. You should check it out on uh, uh, Mixline. Uh, that's Angeline Serrano. You should also be here next Friday. Our guests are going to be Jason Wan. Jason is the founder of World Arts and Music, and he's going to tell you all about how they're bringing fans and bands and also music professionals together. We're going to have a drop-in by. Uh, Kawehai and also Buwiki, both of whom are going to be here in town. Uh, and Kawehai is going to be at the uh, Hotel Cafe, and Buwiki is joining La Santa Cecilia at uh, the Disney Hall. So they're both going to drop in. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll keep you updated on these guests. There's another guest hanging out there we haven't announced yet, but uh, it'll be really fun when we do. Good night, everyone. Have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with some more of the wonderful music of Polaris Rose, some more of Tiger Bait. <laughs>